Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day today. If you guys saw it, the product of the week, the Probiotic 350 on sale right now on the website of Health Masters. Be sure to check that out for over 7% off right now. I was talking to you guys about it yesterday, the most advanced, strongest probiotic formula pretty much in the world, and it's incredibly good formula. Go ahead and read about it if you want. This is a powder formula, by the way. It's not capsules. This is actually in powder and uh, in sachet packets. This stuff is extremely strong, really good for gut microbe. So be sure to check it out and read about it at healthmasters.com. And one of the other things I saw today and I wanted to bring up starting off because I've talked about this repeatedly, and now a research study has come out from Brigham and Women's Hospital. It talks about how sugar-sweetened beverages, primarily sodas, is massively increasing the risk of liver cancer and liver disease-related mortality. The research study that was published titled Sugar-Sweetened Beverages and Risk of Liver Cancer and Chronic Liver Disease Mortality in the Journal of American Medical Association on Tuesday. This is very interesting. It explains the possible link between the regular consumption of sodas or sweetened drinks and death due to liver cancer. The study involved nearly 100,000 women followed for a median of 20 years. This is an extended time frame. This wasn't something, you know, they followed, you know, 20 women around for a week. This is a long-term study for 20 years. The study's lead authors went in and basically revealed participants who consume sugar-sweetened beverages at least one soda a day had a chronic liver disease mortality rate of 17.7 per 100,000 people. So essentially almost 20 people out of 100,000 died from liver mortality issues that drank one soda a day. Now, it's crazy about this. In contrast, for women that only drank roughly three sodas a month, so much less than one a day, but three a month, the rate decreased down to 7.1 for individuals who consume such drinks three times or less monthly. So you went from almost 18 per 100,000 to 7.1 per 100,000 with going from one soda a day to just a couple sodas a month. And this, again, goes into detail and shows you why this stuff is so toxic to the liver. And there's numerous studies that have confirmed these findings repeatedly, discussing the, also the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease that is caused by high fructose corn syrup. And this is the primary cause of that. Remember, high fructose corn syrup pretty much is 100% GMO. This stuff is incredibly strong for what it is. If you ever do any research about it and look at how, how they actually make high fructose corn syrup, it's the, it gives them the ability to inject so much more additional sugar into compounds and drinks, whereas, you know, with typical sugar, say cane sugar, you know, brown sugar, you have to be able to get dissolved in suspension. And essentially, you can only put so much sugar in a you know, drink and actually get it to dissolve. With high fructose corn syrup, it's much, much easier to dissolve. You can massively increase the rate of sugar in the product. And on top of that, it's unbelievably toxic to the digestive system, especially the pancreas and the liver. So something I just want to get out there today because this stuff has been linked to type 2 diabetes and other chronic liver diseases with these sodas now that people are drinking. And uh, that's why I encourage you, man, if it's something you're drinking on a regular basis, try to get off of them. You know, it's just something that becomes so common for most people because they're just used to doing it as a habit and they don't realize how unbelievably toxic this stuff is. So just want to get that out there first thing and encourage people do the best you can with keeping your diet and your body as healthy as possible. Also, to another news, this is a big deal and another blatant example of why we've discussed repeatedly that the FBI needs to be fully dismantled and rebuilt as an agency that has gone completely rogue now. If you guys remember back in March, February, February, March, the FBI was busted 
basically targeting Catholics and a now retracted leaked document that came out blatantly and said that Roman Catholics were at risk of committing acts of extreme violence. If you guys recall, there's an article still on Zero Hedge, I'll link back to it, from February 9th, and went on to say that Catholics are characterized by the rejection of the Second Vatican Council, are prone to embracing anti-Semitic, anti-immigration, anti-LGBTQ, and white supremacist ideology. You guys remember this whole, this whole thing that came out from this Richmond field office. Now, the crazy part about it was they said the FBI came out, and if you guys remember, Ray said the actions were limited to a single field office that came out of the Richmond field office. and essentially wasn't a big deal. We retracted it. This was just something that was a mishap. Well, we're now finding that it was not a mishap. The this memo that came out now is now the FBI has finally provided the committee with a less redacted version of that Richmond document. The report says that the information on Catholics was derived from an FBI contact along with an FBI Portland liaison contact who informed on a subject who gravitated towards Catholicism. One subject who gravitated towards Catholicism and an FBI undercover employee who reported on a subject who attended a Catholic church service in California. The FBI Los Angeles field office initiated an investigation into one subject, and the Richmond office coordinated with the Portland office to prepare the field report. If you just understood what I said here, this wasn't the Richmond office putting together a memo stating this, you know, Catholics are going to be prone to do this. This was California field office with Portland field office with Richmond field office based on one individual that was under investigation at one Catholic church in California. And they put this massive memo out. This was a interstate agency aspect. The multiple FBI field offices were putting together this. And of course, we were lied to repeatedly saying it was just a mishap. It was a memo from one field office. We're retracting it now. No, this was coordinated with multiple FBI field agencies. And what's crazy about this is when you start having the FBI, who's essentially the best, best way to explain them now or describe them is essentially the modern-day Gestapo. We've seen this now with January 6th and everything that's occurred now after this. Then all the FBI agents that were implanted in that situation that did nothing but instigate. And we're now seeing the fact that the FBI is directly going in now and trying to target individuals and anyone that they don't like by essentially blacklisting them in this these these memos now and putting out there with these agencies that are just insane. And so again, this is another reason why I've always told you this. Be very cautious on who you say stuff to and who you hang around, especially if you don't know people very well. Be very cautious on who you bring over to your house. Be very cautious on who you talk to about very personal things. These guys, a lot of these agents, a lot of these basically paid confidential informants, they have to justify their own mediocre existence. So they have to go in and try to manufacture certain things that are going on. A lot of these situations are not organic whatsoever. There's not a problem with Catholics being anti-LGBTQ and all this other stuff. There's total nonsense. Yes, they're diametrically opposed to this transgender nonsense movement and targeting and grooming children. 100%. Just about everybody is against that right now. They're also against massive illegal immigration, just like 
everybody else is right now. But what they do is these agencies have to try to justify their own existence so they manufacture problems, just like the ATF. They have to hang out at the Bad Ideas Factory on a regular basis and come up with stuff to try to get people essentially entrapped in. The FBI is notorious for this. I've talked about this in detail. Hundreds and hundreds of cases that they've allegedly busted and they've stopped terrorist plots. We find out the FBI is the one who found them, recruited them, paid them, armed them, and then turns around and go, oh, sorry, that was a dummy switch here. Uh, you're basically going to prison now for terrorism for the rest of your life because, uh, yeah, we, we, we did a good job. We, we stopped the terrorists. These guys have nothing else to do besides manufacture things that don't exist. So be very cautious, again, who you're talking to, who you're hanging around, and who you're basically bringing around on a regular basis if you don't know them very well. Just thought I would bring that up out there because I remember when this happened in February when this that leaked document came out and everybody was up in arms about it and the FBI came back and retracted it. Now we're finding out. This was not just the Richmond field office. There were multiple state offices involved in this. And so, again, it's why it's so important to be very cautious on who you allow to know your information. What do you think, Dad? And how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Austin. But, you know, you're 100 percent right. you got to be careful with who you disseminate information to. And that's why private stuff is private stuff. And one more one more caution here is this. Even if you know somebody and you're discussing private stuff over the telephone, over cell phone, over any kind of recording, the NSA is recording all of it. And they're going to come back in and they're going to look at data from that recording, you know, from the AI computer. And if you use certain keywords, they're going to kick it back up and they're going to do an investigation on you or at least have the AI come in and resort the information from your phone calls and then basically do an investigation on you. This is this is yep. some advanced stuff they have right now. And Austin's right. You know, if you have if, if you're I'm not going to be careful, I careful what I say, if you're if you're involved with a group of people that are basically, you know, doing things that they think are okay, but may not be everybody else thinks are okay. Just be, keep your mouth shut. Don't talk about it. And that's very, that's kind of a hidden way of saying it, I guess, but just be careful, you know, and and don't bring people into your inner circle that you don't know. That's really, really important. That's how, that's how so much of alt media has been infiltrated. Now people come out of nowhere. I mean, out of nowhere, you've never heard of them. They have, you have no idea who they are. And suddenly they, have all these millions of views and suddenly they have all the best guests you could possibly have on their show. And suddenly they're putting out about 80 to 90% truth and about 10% pure disinformation. And the question that always comes, always comes up, where did they come from? You know, if you look at health masters, you know, our company has been around for over 40 years, over 40 years. And, and you don't, but people don't realize, you know, that's a long time. You know, I was doing seminars back in the 90s, you know, 30 years ago. I was on radio and TV 40 years ago. I mean, you can track me all the way back to the beginning of time pretty much now. I guess you could ask me how Abraham Lincoln was. I guess I can talk about him too. But the reality is, is that it's that far back. And see, that's, the, that, that's what you want. But when someone just shows up and they get millions of views, that means the algorithms are pointing the search engines to them, period. That's all that – that means they're not being shadow banned. And if they're not being shadow banned, that means they're probably working for the deep state if they're getting millions and millions of views because people they don't want people to have the truth coming out. And I'm going to mention this to you one more time. I mentioned it a few weeks ago. When Germany was being given disinformation by the OSS, which turned into the CIA, they realized that if they sent a, a, an intel report across and allowed it to be hacked by the German deciphering team and all of the information was fake – the Germans immediately knew that it was all fake, and they wouldn't believe any of it. But if they sent in about 90% of stuff that was truth 
and the Germans could verify it and then put 10% of fake stuff in there, the Germans would believe all of it, all 90, all 100%. And that's the way they started this whole intel lie that they've been doing to us now since the last 70, 80 years. They always give you these alt-media people, even sometimes mainstream media, that will come in and give you the truth on a lot of different areas, but then they throw that lie in there and they twist it inside of your psyche. And so you're thinking in your mind, it has to be the truth. Everything else they told me was true. I'm going to say it again. If they don't talk about the, the USS Liberty and the destruction of that ship in 1967 with Israel trying to start World War III, okay, trying to get Egypt to be attacked by the United States, which almost happened. Watch the video, Sacrificing of Liberty. It's, it's on flying. It's, on, it's free. It's an excellent video. It's the actual people that were on that ship that were basically strafed 5,000 times by Israeli you know, gunships and Israeli airplanes and Israeli jets trying to provoke World War III. Watch the video. Nobody's going to talk about that if they're deep state. They don't talk about that. You don't see that coming up on their, on their feed. Talk about the rebuilding of the Third Temple and the Antichrist. Talk about the Kabbalah and the Luciferians and Tucker Carlson with the red string around his wrist and all of the above. They don't mention that stuff. They don't talk about Shabbat Lubavitch being a sex death cult. And when they rock, when they're praying, they're actually having sex with an archangel. They don't talk about any of that stuff ever because they can't, because their handlers won't let them. They'll talk about all the periphery. They'll run, they'll run COVID-19 into the ditch. They'll talk about it all the time and all the different stuff and all the stuff that happened to us, all the stuff. They'll be partisan as far as the deep state. They won't talk about the Republicans and Democrats from a neutral standpoint. They'll talk about the Republicans, how great they are, and they'll talk about the Democrats, how, how bad they are. And they're always blame-shifting you know, the people in Congress rather than blame-shifting the international banking cartels for doing all of this stuff. That's what they do. And so when you see that happen, you realize very, very quickly that it's not who you think they are because they're basically being paid for by the CIA through Operation Mockingbird or another whatever they want to call it now. Years ago, I was on with George Norrie, on with uh, Coast to Coast. It was Easter week, and uh, you know I was on the show, and I wanted to talk about the blood of Jesus. I mean, they have witches on and all kinds of weird stuff on that show. It's in the middle of the night. I don't like it. It says you, you rag out the whole next day because you can't sleep all night. And I was doing the show, and I said, "Let's so we got Easter coming up. Let's talk about the blood of Jesus. Since we want to talk about supernatural, let's talk about that." And he ignored me, and I mentioned it again. And then the producer, Lisa Lyons, came on the show and asked on the air on, on during a commercial break and said, do not bring that up again. We do not want to talk about the blood of Jesus. If you bring it up again, we're going to discontinue the interview. We're going to cut you loose. And I thought, wow. You know, of course, I was never asked to be back on the show because I'm talking to them about the blood of Jesus. You know, what happens with the energy field it creates and how we are consumed with scalar energy and how the entire universe is energy and that Jesus holds everything together. I'm thinking it's Easter week. It's going to be a good week to do this. But, oh, boy, they didn't think it was a good idea at all, and they were not going to have any of it. Why? Disinformation. George Norris, same thing. In my opinion, this is my opinion now, 80%, 90%, sometimes 50%, sometimes 20% of stuff I agree with. But there's certain things you're not allowed to talk about on a 500-station simulcast that's reaching millions of people every night. You can't talk about it. Because they don't want to hear about Jesus and the power of the blood and who Christ is and what he does for us as a redemptive God, part of the triune Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. 
they don't want me to talk about how when he was crucified and when he gives up his spirit and says it is finished and he dies, how the entire planet starts shaking and coming apart. And if God Almighty himself had not stepped in, the entire planet would have completely disintegrated. No, 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 no. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about the power of prayer and what Christianity really is. They don't want to talk about that either. So they don't want to talk about all this periphery stuff. Let's talk about the spider webs way out in the distance. Let's not talk about the nexus and who runs the nexus. That's what you always ask yourself. What are they talking about? Are they doing a pro-Ukrainian you know, talk show? Well, you know, we should be pro-Ukraine, pro-Ukraine, pro-Ukraine. No, we shouldn't. We should be pro-truth. That war started in 2014. You know, with Ukraine shelling the Donbass regions, trying to kill all those people down there. It never it just goes on and on and on and on. So all of these things that we're being told and we're being taught on a regular basis are absolutely awful. You know, as far as from the media and from the alt media, too. So if you don't have the power that raised Jesus from the dead dwelling in you, you don't have a snowball's chance in Florida on black asphalt this month at high noon of surviving. It ain't going to happen. It's Jesus that is the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith, and it's through him that we have salvation and redemption. It's so important that we pray every single day, all of the time, and we make God realize that we are in a relationship with him, and it's not about a religion. That's how you have unity with the Spirit, is you pray all the time, and you always ask God, and you always talk to God, and you always, that's what the Bible says, pray without ceasing, and that's what we have to do. That gives you strength. That gives you direction. That gives you hope. That gives you future when you have the ability to pray like that because we have that ability on an ongoing basis. It really does. And we, we need to understand what it does and how it does. Oh, by the way, an article came out. This is Ancient Origins Unleashed. And it goes back to Angel Wars, which, by the way, is posted on the website now and all of its you know, segments, etc. So we have that standalone now. There's a set of tunnels in Europe. And they're called the Erdsals Tunnels. They're a type of tunnel pretty prominently found scattered across Europe. They're predominantly the ones that are left are in Bavaria and southeast Germany and Austria. And they thought it'd be crafted during the medieval period. But now theorists are coming up that they're ancient subterranean time time structures that date back to the pre-Adamic race, pre to the Stone Age. The purpose of these mysterious tunnels remains a tantalizing enigma. Now, we talked about these a long, long time ago, and we talked about them again on Angel Wars. And I told you this is one of the reasons that God flooded the planet because all these other entities were running around in these tunnels because it was the last stand that Lucifer took against God after he tried to invade the third heavens. And the final battle occurred here on Earth. And finally, God just said enough and flooded the entire planet and got rid of all of the entities that were also created by the angels, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and all of the other subspecies that were here. All of these things had to go away, and that's why God flooded the planet the first time. And then, of course, we have the trial of Lucifer that we talk about in Angel Wars. All of this stuff, when you see these things come back out, now it's just unraveling the mystery of Europe's mysterious tunnels. Well, they were all part of the end game that was being used a long, long time ago on this planet in the land that was, but that is no more. And that, that's what's interesting about this. This is when we have the giants and the dinosaurs and all the rest of this stuff is running around. This is interesting when you stop and look at it and you see how the Bible ties it all together with the pre-Adamic race and the flooding of the planet for the first time and all the water erosion marks on so many of these ancient monuments to show that they were here before Noah, before Adam and Eve. Just thought I'd, I'd mention that to you guys this morning. By the way, you know, let's talk about what's going on right now as far as what the International Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan bankers are doing. 
you know, we've got to realize something. You know, we've got a group of people right now with Klaus Schwab and the rest of these guys who are basically coming in and they want to basically take over the entire planet. This, this, this basically this whole country, this whole world is being brought under a one world government, which was the fantasy of the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan Zionist, you know, 200 years ago. And they're doing it right now. The climate change theater is really about getting us with Klaus Schwab and the rest of these guys who are basically coming in and they want to basically take over the entire planet. This, this, this basically this whole country, this whole world is being brought under a one world government, which was the fantasy of the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan Zionist, you know, 200 years ago. And they're doing it right now. The climate change theater is really about getting us into. They want you to be on digital currency. They can no longer. So they could so they can no longer only control where and when you spend your money. They want to put expiration date on your money so that if you do not spend the money within a certain time, they will basically recuperate it basically under the auspices that you're hoarding more that you need. All part of this climate change agenda, of course, is what they're doing under this new green deal. You know, obviously this is not a good thing because what they want you to do is be a peasant. They want you to have just enough of what they're giving you to buy food and to stay in your little cubicle apartment of 200 square feet. But that's what they want. And so this is the final nail in the coffin of what they're trying to do is climate change. Because if your money expires, no matter how smart you are, no matter how much you work, no matter how successful your business is, no matter how many different businesses you own, no matter what you do, they will still have complete control over your social status. You'll not be able to improve your financial situation. You'll not be able to pass anything on to your children or to your family. They've knocked, they finally locked you into a perpetual state of servitude and going back to the feudal system is what this is, where they are the rulers and you are the slaves and they are the parasites. You know, it's going to be managed through them through the AI system. It happens digitally. They can be chilling on their 300, 400, 500 foot yachts every single day, and you're stuck in your 15 minute city driving an electric car that they've already turned off and can't charge anymore because the batteries are all dead and you can't get in the cars. You have to walk. You're living in your 250 square foot condo, going downstairs to work, going upstairs for your coffee, going upstairs to your gym, going to the grocery store, 90, spending 90% of your so called life inside of the same building so you can control your so called carbon footprint and do your part to eliminate the carbon, which in reality is eliminating human beings and life on planet earth they want to eliminate not life they want to eliminate where you can go what you can do what you can eat the experiences and the travel what your family and children could otherwise have right now you know they're, they're they burned up part of maui you know maui is a place that's pretty much only accessible through an airplane they want to cut out the airline flights to all over the world if you try to get international flights or international tickets it's almost impossible now and you know and maui is just a place that they're going to basically start closing down i guess well, why go to Maui anymore? It's all burned up. The cities that we went to are all burned up. We reduced the amount of air flights into Maui. I don't know. Of course, Maui was built with a, a lot of these cities or, you know, wooden structures. We had a big fire up in Gatlinburg a few years ago. They're built next to each other, next to the like, you know, and all of a sudden a fire or wind whips through them. I mean, all of this stuff, you got to ask yourself a question. How did this happen and why did it happen? Could it just be accident? Yeah, it could have been. Uh, could it be planned or contrived? Yes. Could they have used a space-based weapon system to do it? Yes. Uh, is that what you think they did? I don't know. All I know is that I've been getting a lot of people asking me questions about this fire in Hawaii. I mean, it's, it's funny because it rains there all the time. I mean, you can't get a car, you know, from a car dealership or a rental dealership or anything that's not filthy because it rains like every 10 minutes. It's rain, sun, rain, sun, rain, sun. And, uh, and so, you know, how much is the fire really going to burn, you know, when everything's wet? I don't know. All I know here in Central Florida, they stopped the rain. They stopped it. We're not getting any rain anymore now. We were getting monsoon two weeks ago. Now, over the last two weeks, we've had very little rain. 
And suddenly, you know, we're going to run sprinklers again because suddenly, you know, we're realizing our grass is dying and our landscape is dying. And you're thinking to yourself, what the heck is August? It's not supposed to be dry. It's supposed to be raining every single day like it used to when we were kids. No, they manage every square meter of land globally geoengineering. I had a pastor come over yesterday and I explained to him in detail about how they do that. And he had never heard any of it. And, and I told him, I said, well, here's the reality. I said, I didn't believe any of this stuff until I decided that I was going to do a water test, you know, years ago. And it's, it's posted on the website, lab test, checking for barium and aluminum in the, in the, in the water from rainstorms. And it was so toxic. You couldn't drink it from EPA standards with barium and aluminum. Where did that come from? Well, you know it's coming from the air. Somebody's spraying it in the air because we don't have any giant power plants spewing that stuff around this area. So that's exactly what they're doing to us, and they've been doing this for a long, long time. You know. Also, let's talk about the U.S. Let's talk about UFOs now, and, and let's talk about why in the world that the government's not coming out with this, and why they're saying more and more and more of this stuff about the UFOs. You know, this is an interesting article. There's some agenda afoot. Beyond merely disclosing to the public what the government has been up to for decades, we can know this because the government and media despise the public and would never voluntarily expose it to the deeds done in the dark using public money. This man goes on to say, I believe that in the least part, the reason of increased defense industry spending, as evidenced by Space Force recent budget increase requests, President Biden's $842 billion budget request for Defense Department for fiscal 2024 includes 30 billion for the U.S. Space Force, the largest funding request to date for the military space branch. Now, think about this for a second. They're telling you that we don't have the ability to get payload into orbit without using, you know, rockets like, you know, the Space Shuttle or Atlas V or whatever. That's a complete lie. We have anti-gravitational technology that was developed by the Germans in the 20s and the 30s. You can use sound waves and cause objects to basically levitate and to float, no matter how heavy they are. So, all of this stuff, the advanced technology we're using with the Space Force came to us via Roswell. Unbelievable. These guys don't want us to do this. But also remember, they want us to basically walk in fear all the time. And with Project Blue Beam, they want to come in now and tell us that basically we're going to have an alien invasion. This is what Bob Brown warned us about back in the 60s and 70s. That's the final end game. He told us that 60, 70 years ago because he wanted us to realize that you know this was what they're trying to do. These entities that are on this planet – have rules of engagement. We talked about that in Angel Wars. And they're a remnant of the ancient space fleet that was left down here after the Angel Wars. And that's the technology that we've been retro-engineering to bring us up to the point of having the ability to have spaceships that are interdimensional, apparently, and they can do things and transfer and get out of our dimension and go into another dimension. Everything we've been told about the planet as far as what it is pretty obfuscated it really really is and we need to be made aware of all of this stuff and understand that we we can do all things through christ who strengthens us including standing our ground and keeping on the full armor of god and not allowing ourselves to lose ground any longer that we have to talk about jesus and christ crucified and christ resurrected and that the power that resides in jesus that rose raised him from the dead resides in us that's what they're scared of that's why George Norrie and these guys would not let me talk about the blood of Jesus on coast to coast. They did not want me doing that. They did not want to bring any, 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 any credence to that and any knowledge to the millions of people listening to that show that night of who Jesus was and what Jesus did. Because that entire show, as with most Hollywood media, et cetera, et cetera, are run by the Kabbalist Luciferian, Luciferian synagogue of Satan. That's who runs it all. And we have to understand that. And once we see it and we understand it, then at that point we know who our enemies are, and who we have to stand against. And always remember, 
we stand with Jesus. As for me and my house, we will serve the Most High God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Yes, you know, weather warfare is a very real thing. You can look up the dozens and dozens and dozens of patents that have been filed over the last 50 years relating to and pertaining to different types of weather manipulation. It's very interesting to me when you bring that topic up now, there's still a lot of people that will argue with you on it and say, no, that doesn't exist. That's conspiracy theory. I'm like, well, you need to go talk to the patent office because apparently they think different and we've watched these things really strangely with these random fires now constantly starting. And, uh, you know, that's spot on with, with uh, Hawaii. I've been over there before, and I mean, it, it's an island. It rains randomly all the time, on and off. Now, it's not monsooning all the time. It's just like random rainstorms. And what's interesting is now suddenly these fires are popping up. Suddenly we have these fires in Canada popping up all over the place. I mean, that's been ongoing horrific over there in Canada. What's interesting is every time, whether or not these things are engineered or somebody's being nefarious or whether or not they're just totally organic, they constantly use every single weather as an excuse now, inclement weather for the climate change mantra to keep telling everybody you need to stop driving cars. What's ironic is vehicle pollution in the United States has gone down precipitously in the last 10 years. You look at pollution in general, the United States has gone down precipitously in the last 10 years. Yet somehow we can't manage to fight climate change. It keeps getting worse. Well, if you're even going to talk about pollution, the first two names you need to bring up are India and China. If you're even going to talk about pollution, because until you start having countries like that actually start using pollution controls, why in the world is the rest of the country in the United States being bent and basically being told that they have to essentially give up everything in order to fight the climate change while you have other countries that do not care at all. Thought I would bring that up out there. And so it's just something to bring up and something to talk about. Also, to another news, China's metros are now scanning either your face or your hand powered by WeChat, China's digital wallet, in order to get on a bus, plane, train. It's convenient. The problem is once you're blacklisted by the social credit score, you can no longer use WeChat, which means you can't travel, you can't buy food, you can't go anywhere. There's a video that's posted up from Wall Street Silver. I'll put it on the website. You guys can look at it. And it's a video walking up these turnstiles. And this guy walks up to him and he puts his palm out. There's a face reader and a hand reader. He puts his palm out. It literally scans his hand. Boom, green light. He's allowed in. This is where they're wanting to go with this. This is why they're bringing out the digital IDs now as far as in a lot of states with the digital driver's license. There are now 12 states that are allowing digital driver's license based on facial scans to confirm your identity. California, Michigan, Iowa, Arizona, Colorado, Louisiana, Mississippi, Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, Utah, and Maryland is now offering digital driver's license. They said the new digital driver's license will allow residents to virtually perform services that otherwise would have required an in-person trip to the DMV. They're talking about now essentially these digital driver's license. You can keep them right on your phone and they'll be used for valid government services, banking, police stops, and ID checks for age. So essentially now you're going to have this alleged digital ID that's going to be so safe and secure that you're not going to have to have your driver's license with you. As long as you have your phone, you've got your digital driver's license. The problem with all of this is, and it's exactly what I brought up during COVID, why are they so bent on making sure that everybody has to have their phone in order to function? You go out now, a lot of places, if you don't have a smartphone, there's certain things that you can't even do in certain places. I mean, the video over in the UK, 
where they have the entrance with the turnstiles that are locked in Aldi's over in the UK. You have to scan the QR code and download the app in order to scan it on your phone in order to gain entrance in the Aldi's. You can't just walk in. There's numerous places that are like that now that are constantly making you have to use your phone in order to function. A lot of online services are like that now where they want to verify your identity and send you some type of you know, confirmation number. They send it right to your phone. You got to confirm it and put it back in. They're gearing everything up to where nobody is going to be able to function without a phone. If you saw that one movie with the Kingsman, the first one. It's got some foul language and some real graphic stuff. I'm not really recommending it unless you watch it edited. But the entire premise of that film was that they were giving out free cell phones to everyone in order to make sure everybody had the latest and greatest technology and the fastest internet. And then at the end of the movie, they basically turn on this frequency transmitter and it starts killing everybody and starts making them insanely mad. There's one scene where they basically set it off in a church and these, everybody starts fighting and killing each other. So all the phones start ringing this like 5G super high in frequency and it triggers everyone. Why are they so bent on forcing everyone to have to have a phone with them at all times? They did this with the COVID platform with the track and tracing app you had to have with you all the time. They did it with the COVID passport. You had to have your digital ID. You saw it over in Europe all the time, your digital COVID passport. It's because they know these phones are fantastic tracking devices and monitoring devices. They just happen to make cell phone calls at the same time. These things are little computers in your pocket. And they know that. That's why they want children addicted to them at such a young age. This is why they encourage children to use phones at such a young age. This is why the social media platforms have been based off different types of gambling and jackpot and casino and slot machine algorithms that they use in these social media platforms in order to get people incredibly addicted to these things so they can try to be relevant on social media or post out whatever they're doing. And they get unbelievably addicted to this, especially at a young age. I've told you guys the research has come out repeatedly. The earlier a child gets exposed to screens, especially iPads and iPhones and personal items that they're sitting there in close proximity staring at for hours on end, the much higher increase they have as they get older with anxiety, depression, ADHD, and a host of other issues that are all being linked back to early screen time. That's why I've encouraged you, I've told you guys, friends and family, keep the kids off this stuff as long as you can. Do the best you can. I know we're in a strange world in 2023, but there's no question about it. They're trying to get this normalized. When you start having states now that are allowing digital ID driver's licenses to be have on your phone, and you can use that for government services, for banking, for police stops. First off, does anybody else realize what happens if your phone falls out of your pocket when you're getting in your truck? What happens if you get an altercation, you lose your phone or you get robbed? Essentially, your phone is going to be an extension of everything you're involved in, your driver's license, your banking, your finances, everything. Maybe that's the point, isn't it? Maybe that's what they want is to have everybody reliant on one electronic item that they can turn off and take away or do whatever they want at any point in time if you're not following the narrative, just like they've been doing and in, in basically in uh, China now where they're pushing this to go to biometric systems. So they want to take it even a step further. And have it so essentially you're track and traced everywhere you go. This is where they're pushing us. So again, continue to get the truth out there. Also, to another news, this is interesting as well. I was looking at the Bill Gates 
funded research in genetically engineered cattle ticks. You know, I talked to you guys yesterday about this issue that's ongoing with this alpha gall syndrome. Well, now they're starting to say that over 450,000 Americans are having red meat allergies from alpha gall syndrome allegedly caused by tick bites. What's interesting about this is in 2021, the number of positive test results for alpha gall syndrome surged by almost 50% compared to 2017, and testing for alpha-gal peaked at 66,106 people that year. Now, as you guys know, it also happened in 2021. They rolled out the COVID RNA gene therapy shot. Ironically, in 2021, that same year, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation announced a significant grant of $1.4 million to research the Asian blue tick that is known a lot of times to cause AGS. They went on to say here the grant was channeled by Oxitec, a biotechnology company that genetically modified male ticks to carry a self-limiting gene intending to control the tick population by releasing these engineered ticks to mate with wild females in high infestation areas. Oxitec's project purportedly aimed to address the global pest problem affecting cattle, significant source of red meat. June 2023, two months ago, Oxitec reported high efficacy in the tick experimentation. Bill Gates funded another $4.8 million. However, when you start seeing the interest of Bill Gates and the rise in AGS cases, it's starting to draw scrutiny as people are starting to wonder why is all this stuff starting to be intermingled at the same time? Gates has significant investments in lab-grown meat policies companies and plant-based meat companies. He's backed companies such as Upside Food, Good Meat, Beyond Meat, and Impossible Foods, some of which have been approved by the USDA now for production and sale of meat substitute products. So you've got an individual here, Bill Gates, who I loathe this guy, who's giving money and grants to research this stuff to basically try to experiment with these ticks and put them out in the general population to see if they can reduce the infestation of these ticks. While at the same time, they know what alpha golf syndrome is causing as far as its allergic aspect to meat. At the same time, Bill Gates is funding all of these fake lab-grown meat companies. This guy is so intertwined with so much nonsense, it's nauseating. But again, this is why I brought this whole thing up with this tick and alpha golf syndrome, as I told you before, is now exploding randomly at the same time now that's in conjunction with this shot. So whatever was in that RNA gene therapy shot, if this is causing it solely, I don't know. Is it being directly caused by just the ticks? Are these things being genetically engineered? All I know is this. This is a very serious problem. These cases are starting to go up very, very quickly. So, again, the research is going to be continually done, and people need to constantly, constantly be looking into this and seeing other ideas and other things that may be going on so you can inform other people about what's actually happening so you can also do the best you can to stay as healthy as possible. What do you think, Dev? You know, I think you're absolutely right, Austin. I think, you know, our immune systems are absolutely critical right now. And, you know, now we talked about the ticks in depth yesterday, and now here we are talking about ticks again. I mean, ticks are not really something that I really enjoy talking about, but apparently they're a really good bioweapon that could be used on an ongoing basis, you know, to infect people and spread diseases. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Same thing with fleas. I mean, it's, it's, but it's, it's you know, it's, it's weird to me. It's, I don't know which is weirder. The fact that we have the ability to do that, use ticks and fleas and mosquitoes to spread disease, or the fact that we have scientists that are so twisted in their minds that they're willing to do the research to do this. I mean, which is the worst? I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, we have a thing called iatrogenic diseases. 
Those are diseases that are directly caused by the doctor because of incorrect treatment protocols, and it kills literally millions of people every year globally because they're given the wrong drugs or the wrong treatment or they cut the wrong limb off or whatever. The craziest part of that is, again, is the fact that the numbers are so high or is it that doctors make that many mistakes? So it's kind of mind-boggling to me when I sit back and I watch this and I say, wow, this is just absolutely insane that we're in a situation like this, that we're using ticks and mosquitoes and other types of, you know, you know, rabid things to basically spread diseases into the population. I mean, is it that big of a Petri dish planet Earth? Well, I, I guess it is that big of a Petri, Petri dish planet Earth like we talked about yesterday with Plum Island. And, and then we start to realize that Italian researchers are doing research right now. And they're finding that the COVID vaccine myocarditis relapses in teenager boys following apparently complete initial recovery. You know, and this goes right back to what Lee Merritt said when she was on the show a few years ago. She said that up to 50 percent of the people that come down with myocarditis end up dying from it within five to 10 years. And so you think back, how in the world can this happen? Well, this article is on the say it's by Brereson. The mRNA shots are a gift that just keeps on giving. At best, we may be monitoring a lot of teens and young adults for heart damage for a long, long time. Two teenage boys have now suffered heart inflammation following the Pfizer's COVID jabs and have been seemed to recover that relapses months late again. I'm going to read that again. It's bad grammar. Two teenage boys who suffered heart inflammation following Pfizer's COVID jabs, who then seemed to recover, had relapses several months later. I corrected it. Both teenagers showed evidence of new heart damage from the reoccurrences, including high levels of proteins from injured cardiac muscle. Scan showed one boy had new lesions in his heart wall, and he needed nearly two weeks of hospitalization. The researchers could not determine why the boys suffered relapses, which came eight to 12 months after the initial myocarditis episodes, which ties right back to what Lee Merritt said. They call for tighter monitoring of anyone diagnosed with mRNA-caused myocarditis and more research to determine if young people who suffered it might face severe future complications. Published in May the 8th, in the journal Vaccine X, the paper appears to be the first case report showing mRNA jabs can cause recurring myocarditis or inflammation of the heart. But public health officials and the media, which since 2021 have played down cardiac side effects, have ignored it. And see, this is a problem that we're going to have that's going to be ongoing. Now, we've discussed this in length on the show. So many side effects from this vaccine are going to be ongoing. It's going to massively reduce the population of the United States. That's what's going to happen. But they're going to blame it on other stuff. These boys, you know, exercised too much, you know, in the sun and they had a heart attack. Uh, they expended too much energy. They had a heart attack by playing soccer. Uh, they fell. They dropped dead on the NFL field. They dropped dead while bicycling. They dropped dead, dropped dead. And, and you know, and I, and I just saw another article that just came up this morning and it talked about all of these people that are basically dropping dead, dropping dead, dropping dead. In fact, the article was called died suddenly collapsing on the beach, COVID vaccination while on holidays. And it, and it talks about all of these individuals, this young girl who's like in her 20s. She goes to the beach with her boyfriend and sudden illness and dies, but she dies before her, her, her boyfriend's eyes. She was 29 years old. A prominent German doctor, a father of two, died suddenly in Croatia. His organs all shut down. It, it, it just, it's, in, it's insane to me. With significant sadness, we share the passing of Grand Fire and Rescue Battalion, Chief Todd Jensen, Todd passed away from a sudden medical event on July the 24th while on vacation. His passing was unexpected and stunned family and friends and the entire Graham family and rescue family. Just dropped dead, 51 years old. Here's another one. It's with very sad heart that I'm sad to say. Rick Ritchie to Moth passed away unexpectedly yesterday while on vacation. 
He meant so much to our family. Another young guy dies of that. Another guy, Daily Courier editor Richie Starnes, dies unexpectedly. The Daily Courier, Deep Sadness, announces the death of Richie Starnes, who served editor since 2019. You know, all of this stuff you see over and over and over. Another woman in her 60s has died after collapsing at Balamoney South Beach in Wexford. And the list just goes, I'm not going to read any more. This is too negative. But the reality is a lot of people are just simply dropping dead from the vaccine, and they're going to blame it on all kinds of other things, congenital heart defects, you know, strokes and, and, and elevated blood pressure and liver failure, heart failure or whatever. And in some cases, it may be that. It may not be vaccine-related. But when do you see all this like this? When have you ever seen 1,500 top-tier athletes drop dead or have heart attacks? I've never seen it, not in my lifetime. But yet they're coming up with now the COVID shot has to be given again and be put in with the annual flu shot. And we talked about this this week already, how a lot of people won't even question it. They're going to get a flu shot. And the doctor's going to sit there with his smirk on his face because he's making money with all this and say, would you like to go and get your COVID shot while you're having your annual flu shot? Oh, yeah, of course I do. I want, I'll make sure I'm okay with the COVID. I told you my buddy at the, at the car dealership, you know, we talked to him years ago. He's dead now, died of blood clots. And he said to me, he goes, oh, yeah, I've had the COVID shot. I'm like, Did, why? I told you not to do that. Well, I know, but, you know, I was first in line. I already had three of them. I had all the boosters. So I'm taking every time they come out with another one, I'm taking another one, take another one. Six months later, he's got massive blood clots in his legs. You know, three or four months later, they go and do surgery on him. He's dead. And I talked to the guy at the, the dealership, and they have his ashes in a box still at the dealership because they had a memorial for him there. I mean, it never ends. And this is what they're going to continue to do, continue to do, continue to do, as long as people are willing to make those choices that are not going to be beneficial. I mean, can they not pick up a dog on TV or, 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 or iPad or a or computer or whatever and look at alternative news as far as side effects of vaccines and that what happens with these people? And apparently not. By the interest, this is an interesting article here by Paul Craig Roberts, and he goes – White liberals' promotion of white racism has caused black legislatures to abandon the belief in the 14th Amendment. Now, this, this is interesting. I, I, I normally don't cover the stuff with the 14th Amendment, but I'm going to do this. Reginald Jones Sawyer has a bill in the California legislature that has passed in the House. If it passes in the Senate, the new law will require judges to sentence according to race in order to rectify white racial bias and reduce the alleged dis- in- impact of the legal system on blacks. In other words, blacks would be given less of a sentence than whites for the same crimes in order to rectify blacks being captured by other blacks in African slave wars and sold to European slave traders, basically Kabbalist Luciferians, I'd mention that, who brought them to the New World Order as a labor force, as a labor force long prior to the existence of the United States. This is what he is calling rectifying white privilege. So much for the Supreme Court ruling against race-based university admission privileges that favor blacks. As I've emphasized for years, black racial privileges have resurrected the status-based law of aristocratic era. Equality before the law is dead-letter constitutional principle. The Supreme Court has not resurrected this foundational foundational principle. This is not him writing. This is me reading this morning. Once a country has been turned into a tower of Babel, as the U.S. has, a group with a grievance – no matter how artificial, can get a status-based law out of brainwashed liberals who enjoy wallowing in guilt. In a reversal of Sir Henry Maine, the U.S. has gone from contract to status. Now, I want to say this too. He brings up the Tower of Babel again. Tower of Babel was interesting because they were basically working with the fallen angels 
to build a tower probably up into a stargate to allow access into the third heavens. Just thought I'd mention that. I covered a little bit of that on Angel Wars. But God saw what they were doing, understood what they were doing, and basically confused their languages and moved them about the planet and basically started different, you know, nationalities of different people all over the place speaking different languages, which stopped that. But in essence, what it did, it also allowed the fallen angels to come in then and start literally thousands of different religions that are still prevalent today in order to separate the people from the one true God to allow them to worship things made of stone, things made of clay, things made of iron, you know, Baal worship, Moloch worship, and everything else, so they could continue to sacrifice their children to these entities and these other dimensions to feed them. It ended up causing a major problem from all these other religions' standpoint, and that's why they still, to this day, require the sacrifice of humans and the shedding of blood to feed the entities on the other side of the veil. This is the group that runs the planet. This is the ancient Canaanite religions, and I want to mention that about the 14th Amendment with with uh, with uh, Paul Craig Robertson because I thought it was a very, very good article and how they're trying to get less jail time now for people doing the same crime because of skin color. Where does it stop? Once you pull the plug out of the rowboat, where does it stop? Uh, Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? You know, the, the level of crazy that we're constantly starting to see here seems to know no bounds. And, I mean, this is what the constant race baiting is to keep people divisive, to keep people divided. I've talked about this before. This is a very, very effective strategy as far as when you're trying to take down an empire or take down a civilization or take down a community is you've got to take things that – aren't really necessarily happening and you've got to expand on them and you've got to try to manufacture things to make them seem more than they are and by doing that you come up with really really stupid ideas this is what's constantly designed to do is keep people pitted against each other in cities and communities and states and have people divisive among one another so they don't actually look and see who's the real wizard of oz behind the curtain nobody bothers to pull the curtain back because they're too busy fighting with everybody in theater and this is what we've watched now. This is why they make and they classify and they put everybody in these little subgroups. This is why they constantly come out with these race-baiting events that occur sometimes. And they play it over and over and over and over and over and over. And what happens is it, bu- it builds in the psyche of the population. The population starts hearing it. They start seeing it. They start regurgitating it. They start reciting it. They start dwelling on it. They start thinking about it pretty soon. That somewhat probably minor event or minor incident is now extremely heated conversation topic among many people, and then people start getting mad at one another. Oh, I can't believe you say that. What's your opinion on that? I don't agree with you. Rabble, 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 rabble. And then, of course, what do they think? They don't think about anything else that's going on behind the curtain and what the Oz is doing and pulling all the levers and doing all the theater. This is why it's so important to be educated on topics, to not let yourself be based off just emotions, to actually base your actions and your thought process off reasoning, off skill sets that you go, okay, listen, this is critical thinking here. What are they doing? Why are they doing it? And what is it doing to me? And then turn around and analyze it. This is why it's so important to understand that your mind is so powerful. What you focus on, what you speak, especially what you speak, that's the thing we've talked about on this show repeatedly. You know, there's certain topics, obviously, you got to bring stuff up. You got to call things out for what it is. But don't ever speak negative about yourself. I've talked, I get on people about that all the time. They start making these really negative comments about themselves and speaking all types of stuff. And a lot of times it's almost always inadvertently done in just a so called innocent, 
level. They're not really thinking about it. They don't actually mean it, but they're speaking it. And after you keep saying that, your mind hears you. Your brain hears you. You're, okay, well, that's what he keeps telling. This is what he wants. Obviously, he keeps saying this. We've talked about it before, the reticulator activator in the brain. What it actually does when you start talking positive, when you start talking negative, this is why it's so important. If you have goals, you constantly talk about them. You constantly speak about them positively. If you have children, you constantly speak about them positively, especially when you pray about them. Words have power. Jesus talked about this repeatedly when he was on earth and talking about power of life and death is in the tongue. He didn't say that sarcastically. He wasn't saying that you know, tongue in cheek. He said there's power of life and death in the tongue. He was going and speaking to people and making them heal just by speaking things, casting demons and spirits out because that's the amount of power he had and the power that were in words. So be very, very careful of that right now when you see a lot of this constant race baiting and other topics that are designed to make people divisive, designed to make people you know, angry and hate one another because there's a reason why the individuals in the mainstream media are pumping a story 24-7, 365. There's a reason why they constantly use distraction tactics to keep people just obfuscated from the truth that's really happening. There's a reason why you watch these things on TV if you ever see them and their cadence, their coloring, everything they have is specifically designed on these mainstream media outlets to keep you brain trained in a specific state to make you think a certain way. Because remember, the news doesn't actually give you real true information for you to take back and essentially digest and come to your conclusion. The news is there to tell you how to think. The news is there to tell you how you should feel about what they're telling you. The way they present it, the way they talk about it, the way they continually regurgitate it, and the way they continually replay it, it's designed to make you feel a certain way, and in turn, you have a specific action to what they're telling you. This is why it is so important. Like I said, stay off the mainstream media as much as you can. Get your own independent research as much as you can, and continue to encourage others to do the same. This is why we do this on this show. This is why I encourage people all the time when I talk to them to continually go out and ask questions about things. I told you guys yesterday that list of stuff to ask a pediatrician. If you're in the pediatrician's office with your kid and they start pushing the shot, you guys can go back and listen to the show and you know replay it. Multiple questions, legitimate questions to ask a pediatrician. And if they refuse to answer those questions, you need to look for a different pediatrician. You start asking them, what is the safe amount of aluminum that my child can have injected into them? What, well, that's, I mean, do any of these injections have aluminum in them? What is the safe amount that my child can have? Is death a side effect on any of these vaccines that you're wanting to give my child? Very, very just blatant question. There's no weird, you know, backstory to it. It's just a blatant question. And if they start getting defensive, they start getting all huffy and puffy. Well, you, I'm, you think you know more than me? No, I'm just asking you a question. Is death a listed side effects on any of these vaccines you're wanting to give my child? It's a very easy answer. It's either yes or no. You can pull out the sheet. You got a cheat sheet right there. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to get in a debate with you. They always love to say that. They always, I've heard that so many times from parents. The pediatrician goes, oh, I don't want to debate with you. About, I'm not going to debate with you about this. I don't have time to debate with you about this. I'm a, I'm a medical doctor. I'm not going to debate with you on this. Bro, not debating. Asking you a yes or no question, and invariably, almost every time I've heard parents about asking pediatricians these questions, it goes the exact same way I just said. I'm not going to debate with you about this. I'm not going to get into this with you right now. So if you have a pediatrician 
that won't answer questions like, are any side effects in these vaccines known to cause death? Is it a listed side effect? And they don't want to answer it. Run away from them and go to a different pediatrician, my friends, because this entire medical industrial complex is getting very, very dark very quickly with the amount of shots that they're wanting to push on everybody, kids included, and then sit there and tell you, well, if you, if you don't like it, you just need to get over to go see another doctor. No, everybody has a right to say yes or no what's being injected in their body, and if somebody tells you you don't, then that person does not have your best interest in heart. So continue to get the truth out there, my friends. Continue to stay strong. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you for even just getting your toothpaste from us. Be sure to check out the website. A bunch of new sales on the front page along with the product of the week, the Probiotic 350. If you got any questions or any, any issues or have anything going on with the order website, please give us a call. We'll be happy to help you out or walk you through it with the new layout on the front page or through the whole website. And again, thank you for your support. Hope everyone has a blessed, safe, awesome evening. Continue to stay strong. Continue to stay healthy. Keep exercising and keep up the strength, my friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on this show as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.